It's the Jeff Johnson Show, brought to you by OTE at ofthisearthglobal.com. Ofthisearthglobal.com. Clothing. Connection. OTE. Or as we say it right here in the South, hey, y'all. Hey, you know what time it is. It's time for another edition of the Jeff Johnson Show, a real, genuine, authentic podcast where I get to reconnect with the people and places and events of my hometown area, Charlotte, North Carolina, on this week's show. Hey, everybody. Great to be sitting here talking to you. And thank you so much for coming on and being a part of the show. Really appreciate it. And I'm saying that from a very deep and humble place. And I'm glad that we're able to kind of take the time of it. we got a really good show going on a little bit later. Got some financial advice coming up that I think would be always good, and especially in these times. I mean, anytime you start thinking about the financial world and all the different things that are going on in it, You've got to prepare yourself. And my good friend, Jack Skidmore, who is also my nephew, will be with me in just a little while to talk a little bit about that. But mostly right now, as we get the show started, this is going to be about a show or a little commentary, really, about my life being saved. And... It all comes down to this coronavirus thing that is going on. For the last three weeks or so, I've been battling coronavirus. It's been, honestly, one of the scariest things I've ever been a part of. One of the scariest things in my life, to be very honest. You know, it's all around us. And we all have been trying to do our best for an awful long time to keep it at bay. Staying inside, wearing a mask, washing hands, maintaining social distance, all that kind of good stuff. But I'm going to tell you straight up, I don't care how much you do that. You still have to be extremely careful and you still have to make sure that you treat other people like you want to be treated. So, to kind of give you an idea of, of what happened is early July, I guess, or so, my son was getting ready to go back to play baseball. And during that time, he was supposed to get tested for COVID and different things like that, went through his test, and he tested negative. And we were so glad. We were so excited because – Baseball is his life. He loves it. And we love it, to be very honest. But really, we love what he loves. Because it's not our life. It's his. But he loves baseball. So we were so excited. He's able to get back to what he likes to do and head back up to Detroit, Michigan to do that. And right before he was getting ready to leave, Right after he had gotten his negative test, 
But he was saying, oh, you know, I'm feeling a little weird. And it was really weird, too, because at the same time, I was feeling just a little under the weather. Breathing was good, didn't have a fever, very asymptomatic. But you move on and you say, you know what? I need to figure out if this is something for us, too. So as the week progressed, he went up, got back into the swing of things, and we could tell he was not feeling the best that he was supposed to, even though he was asymptomatic, no fever. He was able to go practice they, because they wouldn't let him into the, to the ballpark with a fever or anything like that, so they were testing him all the time, especially from the temperature standpoint and everything else. So for that whole week, he was up there kind of feeling a certain kind of way, and here... I was feeling a certain kind of way too. I could tell I was getting a little lethargic. I was getting a little, you know, it just wasn't right. Things weren't right. So as the week progressed and it was about time for him to get ready to play his first baseball game, the night before his first baseball game, they wanted to test everybody that had come from other places again. So they tested him again and all the other folks that had come up. And unfortunately, he tested positive. Wow. Because he learned about it that night at 11 o'clock. And we learned about it that night at 11 o'clock. So after that, They kind of figured out what they were going to do with it. And it came back to the point that they decided for him to come home and do his convalescing here. Okay, so that triggered us to go get a test. We got our tests around July 6th, I think it was. Went to the CVS. Lady said, oh, gosh, yeah, we'll be able to get this test back to you in two to four days. Well, here it is, July 14th. We still don't have any idea if I'm positive or my wife is positive. But I do have an idea that it almost killed me. Because for that entire week, I continuously felt lethargic, kind of like Keisha Lance Bottoms' husband in Atlanta, the mayor of Atlanta, who was diagnosed positive as well, as well as her husband, as well as her child. Because what happened with him, he was always sleepy. I mean, he just could not sleep enough. I was doing the same thing. My appetite was zero. And y'all know me. I like to eat. I like, you know, I like food. I couldn't couldn't stomach it. I'd come downstairs for a little bit, you know, hang out, and then I'd go back up and lay down for another six hours, get up, then go back to sleep. That was it for a good four, four or five days. I lost 20 pounds, came back, 
And uh, my son and my wife were taking care of me because now he feels great. I mean, he's over it. Um, waiting on tests to come back so he can go back and play baseball and everything else. But during that same time, I'm laying there literally. And to remember it now, I don't. I remember them coming in sometimes asking me if I was okay. And I'd say yes, because I really didn't have any major symptoms. I'd have had no fever. I wasn't coughing, really. My breathing was fine. I was just bad, fatigued. My lower abdomen was awful. My digestive system was off. And my wife and my son told me, after I started feeling much better, and that, was, that wasn't until about literally two or three days ago. And them telling me, if I wasn't going to start feeling any better at a certain point, they were getting ready to take me to the hospital. I really didn't have any idea. So I thank God that I'm able to be here talking to you guys right now. I thank God for my family. I thank God for my son who said, if my dad does not feel better, then I'm not going back to play baseball. To this moment right now, it hurts me so much. To, it, well, let's say this. It doesn't hurt me so much. It hurts, yeah. It makes me extremely proud. He would sacrifice for me like that. So with all of that said, this is to say to you, if you have anyone, if you know of anyone that needs help, help them. If you need help, get it. I know it could be a hassle. Our testing system is the worst in the world. You hear that's the best? It's not. If I can't go get a test and get the results back in a couple days, it's crap. So, folks, please, go by the guidelines. Wear a mask anytime you're outside, even inside. Wash your hands constantly until they're chapped dry. Make sure that you have social distance between people. Make sure you just respect other people. How you treat others tells a lot about how you treat your damn self. That's my two cents. Folks, we're going to have a good show today. Jack Skidmore coming up in just a minute. And we're going to have a great show next week. I just wanted to let you guys know about that too. My good friend Ken Ketchy from the mountains of North Carolina is going to be with me to talk a little bit of stuff and have a good time. But more importantly, I'm just celebrating being here with you. It's giving me a new energy, a new life. And I'm glad to be here. Yes, sir. This is the Jeff Johnson Show. With you right now, your boy, kicking it.
We'll be back in just a second. Hey everybody, this is Jeff Johnson with an important message from the CDC about the coronavirus. You know, with the coronavirus still spreading, people at higher risk, they gotta take extra precautions. You are at higher risk if you're over 65 or if you have any serious underlying medical conditions like chronic lung disease, heart disease, diabetes, or if you're going through cancer treatment. If you're at higher risk, it is essential that you take extra care to protect yourself. Stay six feet away from other people. I know it can be tough sometimes. Better yet, why don't you just stay at home? You can read, you can listen. You know, it's very important that you take this situation seriously. Visit coronavirus.gov for the latest information from the CDC. That's coronavirus.gov for the latest information. The Jeff Johnson Show cares about you and your family. Welcome back to the Jeff Johnson Show. Hey, here's a new segment that we're doing right now, and it's all about financial literacy, helping people to understand the financial concepts that can help you get through life better and handle your money better. And you know that's a worthy goal, especially when you consider a few stats about how the typical American handles money, and that means me too. Nearly four out of every five U.S. workers live paycheck to paycheck. Yep, that's a real deal. Over a quarter never save any money from month to month. Almost 75% are in some form of debt, and most assume that they're always going to be that way. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. So where do you stand in your journey to be more financially knowledgeable and more financially literate? Well, right now, when you hear this music, ah, uh, yeah, it only means one thing. It's time on The Jeff Johnson Show to welcome Jack Skidmore, financial advisor with Morgan Stanley and a certified financial planner. And for full disclosure, he's my six foot five nephew. Jack, what's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing, Uncle Jeff? Man, I'm... And uh, I hate, yes? hate to interrupt, but you know, you're know you overly generous with calling me 6'5". I'm actually about 6'3 and change. How dare you? Well, you know, I'm only like 5'10", so I'm looking up at you all the time. And I don't know how tall you are, but you're, you're a tall drink of water now. You know that. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I appreciate it. You are very welcome. Hey, of course, I just told everybody that your family, Jack, how's the family doing? They're great. They're great. Thanks for asking. I mean, it's, it's, it's the time of recording of this. As you know, it's uh, coronavirus is hot and heavy, and yep. so we're all just trying to be safe, but uh, we're making the most of it. Hope you guys are doing the same. We are doing the same. We miss you guys desperately. So let's get on with this whole situation that we're talking about with this new segment. And who knows? One day we might come up with a, a you know, cute title for it or whatever. But basically, it's about money. It's about how people handle money. You know, they hear this word financial literacy all the time. It's such a, ooh, a big word, financial literacy. That means I got to learn something about money. Well, yeah, you do. Jack, what is financial literacy to people? Yeah. So, you know, to me, financial being financially literate means that you have enough information to make informed and confident choices when it comes to meeting both short and long-term financial goals. And that doesn't mean that you have to be an expert but a little bit of knowledge goes a long way in helping yourself avoid costly mistakes. So, Jack, what kind of knowledge are you talking about? I mean, you know, everybody gets out there every day. They're struggling, and especially right now, Jack. 
you know. I mean, this coronavirus and everything else, people are out of work and everything else. It's almost overwhelming. I mean, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So, you know, look, I think the biggest thing when it comes to financial knowledge is everyone has goals. And it starts with your goals and being able to clearly define those goals, whether that's looking at trying to pay down debt or trying to get to have a a more comfortable retirement. Either way, you have to define the goals that you're trying to achieve and then start doing some digging and finding some resources around how to achieve those goals. Jack, how much, you know, look, a lot of people don't have a ton of money to save. How do they start? That's, a, that's a, another great question. So uh, I think the best thing to, to do to start is to, to go find a trusted, advisable resource. Um, you know, that could be whether it's someone um, on YouTube or books or podcasts like this one. Um, you know, most major financial services companies like, uh, like the one I work for, Morgan Stanley, for example, they have free and publicly available resources. Uh, you know, for instance, we have the website uh, www.morganstanley.com forward slash themes slash financial adapt literacy, and that covers a number of basic topics from budgeting to paying down debt, and a little bit of knowledge, again, can go a long way. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but the more that you can read up on some of those topics, the more you can help yourself avoid some costly mistakes. So, Jack, it, it, okay, say we're, we're just getting started in this game, and we're going, hey, you know, what, what JK's saying, what Jack's saying is pretty good, but, you know, I... You know, I can only set aside hardly nothing a week. Does that little bit really make a difference in the total scheme of things over time? Absolutely. How? Absolutely. The more that you can put away on a regular basis, um, whether it's in small increments um, or it continues to carry on moving forward, um, there's, there's something called compounded interest. And, and what that means is that your dollar today will continue to grow, uh, and in a year, let's say it earns 7%. Uh, well, that 7% in one year goes from, let's say it's a dollar, goes to a dollar and seven cents. Then the next year, if it grows another 7%, it's not just growing 7% on your original dollar, it's growing on the dollar seven. So over time, that continues to grow, um, and your interest will continue to gain interest. So it can really have this wonderful compounding effect where instead of going up in a straight line, it'll start to actually go up in a curve that rises. Mm-hmm. So it really has a tremendous impact over time. So, you know, it, it's it's like the old thing, you know, like when your mom used to say, just wait a second, you'll get what you need instead of you grabbing it and not getting everything if you let it sit and accrue and, and you know, garner interest. Eventually, when you get to that point in life, you'll be able to have some money there for, for you and your family. So, this investment for the future is an important thing. And how do you get that message across to people, Jack? Well, I think a lot of times, you're right, it's a very important thing. And I think a lot of times it's talking about the role that personal savings plays in overall retirement planning projections and analysis. And so I think the two things to think about are, are one, inflation, uh, and two, uh, understanding how personal savings are affecting all of us. So, you know, a lot of people don't understand the magnitude of some of these, uh, of what inflation does. And so I think, uh, you know, thinking in small terms and examples, um, you know, the concept of inflation is your dollar today is worth less than a dollar in the future. 
And, you know, you think about, you know, how that makes sense, whether it's a cup of Starbucks coffee or a gallon of milk going up over time, the, the price of that. Um, you know, if you look actually according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics in Bloomberg, a dollar in the year 2000 has lost about 33% of its value through December 31st of, of 2019. Gee. And if you go all the way back to 1985, yeah. a dollar has lost 59% of its value. And that's a tremendous impact of your total level of spending. You better believe it. Well, Jack, what do we, I mean, yeah. if, if a dollar is losing that kind of value from, from those time frames, where's it going? Sure. So that's just, you know, the rate of uh, whether it's prices continuing to rise right. and then that has to do with a multitude of factors, but it just means that your dollar if it does not continue to grow over time, it's going to erode in value. Gotcha. The, the, the long term, the long term um, target for the Federal Reserve for inflation, um, the Federal Reserve being the, the the governing body who tries to to target inflation, their their target is approximately two percent a year. So if your uh, your money is growing at a rate of less than two percent, your cash savings is actually eroding over time. That's why it's so important to make sure that you have some sort of strategy in place. And, you know, and, and like you just said, it's so important to get, obtain it, hold it, save it, and make it grow for you. Jack, look, you know, in kind of wrapping all this up, because, you know, I'm so excited about us doing this. We're going to be doing it more and more often on different subjects when it comes to money, investing, all these different things. How can somebody get in touch with you if they have more questions? Absolutely. So perhaps the easiest way to get in, in touch with me directly is uh, to connect via LinkedIn. And so you can just search for me. My name is Jack Skidmore at Morgan Stanley, and I'm based out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, the only one, to, to my knowledge, base. So uh, feel free to connect. Or so so you're, you're one of a kind, basically, <laughs> in Cincinnati. <laughs> That's what my mom tells me. That's right, buddy. You better believe you are such a good young man, Jack. Hey, okay, so... LinkedIn is a great way. It's probably the best way to find you. So, folks, check him out on LinkedIn at Jack Skidmore, Morgan Stanley. Um, is there another website or another way? What if people, you know, I know, you know how it is. If there's, is there a website they can go to? Advisor.morganstanley.com slash NRS hyphen wealth hyphen management hyphen group. Fantastic. Hey, young man, thank you so much for your insights, and thank you so much for being in my family. We love you, and, th you know, let's hope that this information can help people. We really appreciate it, Jack. Thanks, man. Out. All right. Thanks, and stay safe. Yes, indeed. That's Jack Skidmore, ladies and gentlemen. He is our man bringing you information about money and how it's going to help your life. Yeah, you're listening to The Jeff Johnson Show. Hey, again, thank you so much for listening to my show. So now, here's something to think about. Your attitude determines your altitude. We've all heard that being used in some form or another. But what happens when you let someone else's attitude determine your altitude? You know what? You can't control how other people live or feel about their day. But the one thing, the one thing that you can control is your own attitude. 
take great pride in showing off your positive attitude and the difference it makes in your life and the lives of other people every day. Having the right attitude and showing it is like wearing a powerful suit of armor. It wards off all the negative vibes and the occasional tall spears that life and negative attitudes sometimes sling. Wear your shiny positive attitude proudly. You know what? It looks good on you, baby. I'm JJ. Keep on splashing through the puddles of life. Hey, everybody. See you again next week on The Jeff Johnson Show, a real, genuine, authentic podcast from me to you. Have a great day. The Jeff Johnson Show, brought to you by OTE at OfThisEarthGlobal.com. OfThisEarthGlobal.com. Clothing. Connection. OTE.